Holy freaking crap. The Rangers have their manager. They have signed Bruce Bochy, the three-time World Series winner, to a three-year contract. We're getting into all that this means, what this means for the Rangers offseason, and more. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all four seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Friday, October 21st, and Bruce Bochy is the Rangers' next manager. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers and subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment any single thing below. Now, you may, you may have, it's entirely possible that this morning you listened to my Friday episode with, with Grant Schiller talking all about Kumar Rocker, recorded all of those on Tuesday night, spread them out over the last three days. Some really great stuff if you haven't checked that out. But this, this necessitated an emergency podcast. I was standing in line at the grocery store when I got the notification from Ken Rosenthal that was just the Rangers tweeting out a graphic of Bruce Bochy wearing Rangers gear saying, hey, we hired our new manager. And of course... I almost dropped my phone. I was like, no, no, this can't happen. We would have had some advanced warnings, some news. And the Rangers are pretty good about keeping that stuff in-house, especially when the two primary beat writers that work for uh, the the two bigger uh, outlets covering the Rangers in Levi Weaver of The Athletic and Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News are both on vacation at the same time. Uh, I think think Evan is in Vermont and Levi is all the way across the ocean – in England. So, uh, yeah, they, they were not going to break the news this week. So the Rangers were like, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and do this now. I was thinking that, like, maybe it would happen after the World Series. But no, the Rangers have Bruce Bochy. If you don't know who this guy is, um, welcome to the rock you've been living under. I'm assuming you you started following baseball, like, this year. Um, in which case, welcome. That's awesome. Congratulations. But if you don't know who Bruce Bochy is, he is a three-time World Series winning manager, managed for 25 seasons between... 1995 and 2019 he was started with the san diego padres took them to the playoffs uh several times even to the 1998 uh, world series uh, where they were swept by one of the best yankee teams of all time you know it happens then in 2007 he went to the giants and during his 12 13 year run there um, he won a three World Series, including one in 2010 against the Rangers, then in 2012 against, I believe, the Tigers, and 2014, I think that was against the Royals. I can't remember exactly, but it was the source of even-year BS. It did not last. They did not win in 2016 or 2018 or even in 2020, but Bruce Bochy was an incredible manager. This is, I hadn't even done an episode. I was planning on like Monday doing an episode on who the Rangers should look at, candidates they should think about. But in my mind, the top of the list was always Bruce Bochy. This is a guy who has got the championship experience. He is not, he is not one of those old head is, I didn't think it would be a situation. I still don't think it would be a situation like Tony LaRussa or a guy who hasn't managed in a while comes back. LaRussa, it was much longer since he had last managed and it was more of ownership 
wanted to be buddy buddy with this guy and so they brought him in and there was a whole bunch of other mess that happened in the time of him between him retiring as manager and coming back plus he didn't really fit that team bochi is is an unconventional guy he is a a guy who is always kind of beyond his years beyond uh the current status quo always a guy who like the giants were were willing to be inventive and, and try some new things and be creative and not afraid to go against the status quo and that served him very very well as the manager of the san francisco giants and the san diego padres he actually did manage chris young in i believe his final season with the Padres, the Rangers GM at this point. The Rangers had a meeting with him in Nashville, and it was kind of clear that like this guy was the top front runner, and if he wanted to come back to baseball, then this was where he was going to come back to baseball. Now, he had already... It's something I didn't realize uh, until reading this thing on the uh, the Dallas Morning News' website is that in July, he announced that he would manage France in the World Baseball Classic uh, qualifier um, back in France, which... I did not think that he was going to return to baseball. He had some um, some health complications that made it difficult for him and kind of, I think, ultimately led a little bit into his decision to retire when he was on the Giants. Um, but by the way, he was born in France. Fun little fact about him. He did have a, uh, a uh, where we go, several year playing career. I had this up a minute ago. Uh, let's see, nine years, nine years, 358 games. He uh, was a catcher, of course. Um, but he's also the manager of the year back in, uh, I believe, 2000 and, um, 2010, I want to say, was when he was the manager of the year. He's won the pennant four times. He's won three World Series. Every time he got to the World Series with the Giants, he ended up winning it all. He was not there for their turnaround in 2021 when they went from uh, pretty aggressively mediocre to really darn good. But he was there to turn it all around in 2007 where... Uh, Things just did not look that great. And the team that he had in 2010, um, especially, it did not seem like a World Series team. But the postseason is chaotic and crazy. We have seen that with the Rangers. He is a fantastic postseason manager. He is a great manager of egos and bullpens and starting pitchers. And he brings the gravitas. And I hate saying this because it's such a cliche and so dumb, but the Rangers are very intent on using the championship caliber DNA which, again, he has three of, that the Rangers really, really wanted. And as much as I like Tony Beasley, and as much as I think uh, the other managers of the Rangers have hired during my obsession with the Rangers in Ron Washington and Jeff Bannister and uh, even Chris Woodward, I think they were they were right for the time. I don't know that Chris Woodward ever would have gotten a fair shake, but... Again, he didn't quite perform this year. He, I think 2019 was a big indicator of like, hey, if I've got some decent talent, I can do something with it. But it seemed like the voice wasn't quite right of a fit with this club. Same with Jeff Bannister in the end. And, uh, well, Ron Washington's tenure and, or ended a little bit differently. But the Rangers have gone with first-time managers for their last few managers that they've hired. I thought if they were going to go with a first-time manager, Tony Beasley probably would have been the voice. And... Uh, that kind of brings me into a couple of my questions of, of the coaching staff. There have already been some coaching changes. Um, but um, before I get into the, any of that, I've already done that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered with this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Bet BetOnline um, after we talk about this three-year contract, the coaching staff, and what effect this might have on free agents and the team just in general. 
But first, like I said, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for all betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there baseball playoffs you can bet on well i don't know if they have some some win loss totals for for the rangers for next year but if they already do have some of those uh early bets you can you can go maybe take the over if you're feeling feeling cocky about the rangers i don't know if i'm sure they will have adjusted them with bruce bochi on there but uh but yeah it's the fastest and easiest way to to check in on all your favorite games and events including major league baseball mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because bet online it's where the game starts now, Bruce Bochy, I feel like by far was the best choice at manager. He hasn't, of potential managers, he hasn't been out of the game that long. It was just 2019 was the last time that he was managing a major league franchise. Um, really not that that long ago. I thought that he was retired in sunny San Diego, where I assume he still has a house. Um, but apparently he has been residing in Nashville, Tennessee to be closer to some grandbabies. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the coming off of coming out of retirement in Nashville, I think, is a little easier to recruit somebody back into the baseball life. He is very much a baseball lifer with 25 years experience as a manager, um, and I'm curious who he's going to bring uh, along with him in his baseball life. He's got a lot of context there. You might be thinking, "Oh, Donnie Ecker, he was with the Giants uh, when and and you know, Bruce Bochy was with the Giants. There there was no there was no crossover there. Bochy left in 2019. Ecker came over in 2020." Before that, he was with the Reds um, in 2019, and there was not a whole lot of time over there. Ecker was the Rangers bench coach this year, and uh, Tim Hires was the hitting coach. At this point, neither of those two have been uh, announced to not be coming back, and I think they both did a really, really great job this year. Hires was the hitting coach, and they Rangers brought him over from Boston, where he'd had a lot of success there. Obviously, the fantastic offensive season in 2020, and especially in 2021, from the Giants, was why the Rangers hired Donnie Ecker as their bench coach and offensive coordinator, so kind of a promotion. I thought that he might get a look at manager after they obviously went very heavy uh, on Bruce Bochy. If Bruce Bochy said no, I think they would have given him a look. Um, but I think the Rangers really, really like him. I bet... I bet Bochy will like him because I I'm, I think, if I remember correctly, the guy who is now in charge, uh, Gabe Kapler, I want to say that he was a an associate um, or some kind of assistant coach under Bochy. I don't remember uh, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I, I think those two might be coming back. I really hope that Tony Beasley comes back. I'm a little worried of him thinking, like, maybe he'll get the manager job. I think he kind of knew he would always be second fiddle to Bruce Bochy, who is a future Hall of Famer, and, uh, you know, I feel like anybody – going up for their first managerial job against Bruce Bochy is going to understand when Bochy ends up getting the deal and the Rangers are showing, again, they are super-duper serious about contending. But, I mean, Tony Beasley has been in the organization for so long. I think the Rangers will, will really, really want to keep him around. Uh, and you know, he's he's been a third-base coach and uh, infield coordinator, I think, is his, is his other title. But just a baseball lifer who 
loved the Ranger organization. The Rangers have, have shown him a lot of love. I think he did a pretty good job with a very, very difficult hand being dealt to him as the interim manager. I think that he has a lot of really great relationships with the players and the organization in general. I'm hoping that Bochy doesn't just completely get rid of all the entire staff that's there. Obviously, the pitching coaches have both been informed that they are not going to come back. That was a few weeks ago. So whoever Bochy wants to hire as pitching coach, I, I am totally game because the Rangers could definitely use some improvement on that pitching uh, front in multiple different facets from, I mean, a lot of starting pitchers. And I think changing up the pitching coaches might also help as well. Not that it's necessarily their fault. They weren't given a whole lot of talent in the rotation to work with outside of John Gray and Martin Perez, but eventually changes just need to be made. So I'm I'm really curious of who he can poach from around baseball. If he could poach somebody from his old Giants staff, some old Giants buddies. I wish there was a clearer list of like guys who were coaches uh, at different times under Bochy that they could go in and pursue. But he's got a, re- a lot of relationships around baseball, and like I said, the the championship DNA. I think a lot of times that can get like overblown and like oh, it's not really as important um, to uh, just fitting a guy who fits the the style i mean hiring a manager is such a difficult job because they there are so many factors that go into it you got to have a guy who fits the personalities in the room fits the personalities on the organization has a view and a philosophy that kind of fits with what the team is hoping to do and that that philosophy jives with higher ups in the organization and ownership and uh, the fan base and well not as much the fan base but like everybody in the room from top to bottom and that is a whole lot of different factors that uh, are at play and where even sometimes really great managers can go in and not do well in a situation because things just were not working out to their favor like Joe Madden and the Angels I think Joe Madden is overall a, a pretty solid manager I don't know that he is like this God tier figure that I think everyone thought that he was. And I really didn't want the Rangers to go after him, but I think that he was kind of dealt a difficult situation in Anaheim. And uh, even though he was a good manager, things just did not work out well for him there. And we've seen it in other places like, like Jeff Bannister. I think he kind of had a one track mind for, um, for the kind of motivation and leadership style that he was giving. And that worked perfectly in 2015 and 2016 with the veterans and the guys who had never won at all and no one believes in you and uh, we got a grit, grit, never, ever quit. And that was great. But when there was no plan B, when things were going south, I think that's when the Rangers realized, all right, um, thank you for those two playoff runs. They were a lot of fun. Um, stealing the division twice from the Astros with the same roster that they allegedly won a championship with. And that was really fun and funny. And I will remember that fondly forever. But moving forward, the Rangers needed a new voice. And they tried out Chris Woodward. He had a great 2019 injuries, really derailed that team. And also not having more than two starting pitchers who were both very good, but were uh, just two starting pitchers in a rotation filled with just nuts and bolts and duct tape together and also the two best hitters on the team getting hurt for basically the entire second half of the season and Gallo and Hunter Pence that really made life a whole lot more difficult for him in the back half and uh, was a really fun first year to start the podcast and then everything has kind of been poo-pooed downhill from there but again I think Chris Weber will probably be a decent manager somewhere else I think someone else will give him a shot but in Texas right now the Rangers are showing we're super serial we're for real. 
super duper cereal. Obviously, they showed that spending half a billion in about a week and firing everybody, including the guy who built the most successful teams in franchise history. Like it, it hasn't been good enough for a while now. Uh, I again think think J, JD got a little bit of the shaft there, but eventually. You need you need something new. You need some fresh blood, and and Chris Young is some fresh blood, and so is Bruce Bochy. Even though he's a little bit older, he is an outside voice, a guy with the charisma and history, and again gravitas to maybe make an impact on some free agent signings who want to come and play for a manager who has already got three rings. We're gonna take a quick break. We can come back with a look at um, a little but bit of an overview what the heck the rangers do now and what this means for their contention in free agency but first this word from our sponsors now uh i i think this this is really a great move for the rangers this is the best option out there um and i am just honestly stunned that he wanted to come back to baseball and that he chose the Rangers. Uh, last time he was a manager, he was making around $6 million a year with the Giants. It'll probably be more than that. He'll probably be one of the higher paid managers in baseball, I would think. And um, I, I think this is going to really hold some sway when the Rangers are going for some free agents, including a guy like Carlos Rodon, who I think should be at the top of their list. Maybe even a Jacob deGrom. Um is another guy who should be at the top of their list. It's their their entire list should be just like pitcher, 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 pitcher. Maybe a left fielder, pitcher, 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 pitcher. Like just all of the starting pitching that you can get, the Rangers need to go after. And the Rangers need a lot of external factors to kind of sway free agents. I was I'm still so shocked they were able to get all the free agents that they did last year, mainly just Simeon and Seeger. Um the fact that the Rangers were able to swoop in in front of all these other teams that desperately needed a shortstop, uh, including maybe going back to the Los Angeles Dodgers where Corey Seager had literally just won a championship, like just won a championship. And Dodgers were like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can have them. The Yankees were like, we're going to, we're going to work a trade for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. That's going to be our workaround. We're not going to spend money on, on Correa or Seager or Baez or, or, you know, Story or any of the other big middle infielders that they maybe, maybe should have spent some money on. And the Rangers are like, all right, cool. So teams have, have forgotten about the Rangers being as good as they were. I've had a podcast for now four seasons, and the Rangers have not made the playoffs during it. And for a few years before that, I had very bad timing for when I wanted to start this podcast, as opposed to the eight, seven, eight years where the Rangers were very good. One of the best teams in baseball should have won a championship. I don't want to talk about it. In my mind, I pretend they still do. But the Rangers were really dang good for a long time, and they kind of fell behind the curve, and a lot of bad things happened to them, and they weren't able to make up for them, and that's why they have been stuck in the mire and have not been to the playoffs since 2016. That's been a while. It's been a long ride for them not making the playoffs, and they've only just recently just last year, really, it was just one season where they actually embraced the rebuild, which I think was kind of difficult, and they did a lot of things to get out of that rebuild very quickly. I think they did some things pretty well, but they didn't do everything perfectly, and this year, they were still 
pretty far away from the playoffs. Now, granted, I think they were much improved from last year. Again, we don't have to talk all about the one-run games and how bad they were in those. But uh, but you gotta you gotta be through go through a few bad one-run games, bad badly managed bullpens and whatever, um, or well-managed bullpens to get to a championship, which Bruce Bochy did three times. And uh, he did very well in those playoff games, in one-run games, and is not afraid to make some drastic and weird moves with his pitching staff, which, granted, his pitching staff for those those three World Series teams, they had uh, quite a few Cy Young winners. The Rangers, they don't have any of those on their staff right now. They could go sign one. They could go sign a future one. I mean, there are guys like... Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, I think has a he has a player option this year. If they went and got him, that'd be really, really freaking funny. Uh, Carlos Rodon does not have a Cy Young, but pitched almost like it the last couple of years and has a lot of promise. Um, but the Rangers have uh, a long way to go, and I think this is a big, big step in getting this guy to lead your franchise and bring him in and uh, make a big impact. Sometimes the the impact of a manager is overstated these days. I think that a lot of the decisions that especially like late bullpen decisions or lineup construction or where to put people defensively that a lot of times in the olden days and by olden days, I mean like 2010 or whatever, like not really all that long ago, that was a lot prescribed by the manager. Nowadays, the front office is more hands-on and I think that Bochi is going to be open and amenable to that. And, you know, because San Francisco Giants were a very forward-thinking organization. I'm pretty sure they had some of that going on when he was still managing, you know, what, three years ago? It's really not been that long. Um, but I want to read a couple of quotes from the Rangers and from Bruce Bochi on his thoughts on all of this happening Um this is from Bochy's written statement. He said, quote, I am incredibly excited to be joining the Texas Rangers. Over the last several days, I've had extreme, ex- extensive conversations with Chris Young and other individuals in the organization. And I had a chance to meet with Ray Davis. Their vision and commitment to putting together a club that can contend and win year in and year out is impressive. And I became convinced uh, I wanted to be a part of that. If I was going to return to managing, it had to be the right situation. I strongly believe uh, this to be the case with the Rangers, and I can't wait to get started. That is all lovely things, and, and hearing all of that makes me think that the Rangers are going to, again, spend pretty big this offseason. They've got some big holes. It's going to start with Martin Perez being hopefully in the middle of that rotation and then getting at least one top-of-the-rotation guy. Like I said, um, there are three main guys available. You could also go get a Chris Sale if you felt so inclined, who is, uh, I think, 33 and a half at this point has a $27.5 million player option for next year that I'm not sure that he is going to take. And I think the Rangers really need one of DeGrom, Verlander, or Rodon. I think it's going to be really difficult to get DeGrom out of away from the Mets because their ownership is the richest in baseball. And we've already seen uh, him talk very big about spending the most he really hasn't i mean they they spent a lot on on um oh max scherzer coming in but that wasn't as long-term a deal that wasn't the 300 plus million dollars they did that uh on francisco lindor which which felt pretty easy and they spent 
moderately on some of the other free agents, but they really didn't spend like the Rangers did. And I think the Rangers are going to be a lot more willing to go stupid on this, <laughs> on this free agent, on, on the amount of money that they would pay uh, Jacob deGrom, who again is 34 years old, but when he's healthy, which is another huge caveat, uh, is like one of the generational pitchers. He is just absolutely insane, but keeping him healthy the last three, four, five seasons has been a bit of a difficult task. The same thing can be said for uh, Justin Verlander before this year, having been out of baseball for two years and come back and looks incredible. Stealing him from out under the noses of the Astros would be mm, just so delightful, especially since he's probably going to win the Cy Young this year. And if especially if they get bounced in the ALCS and then they lose their guy who's been with them for this entire run of, what, seven straight years in the ALCS, which the Rangers never did. I mean, even the Rangers in their extended years of dominance, they, they had only two years where they actually won postseason series. They did in 2011 and 2010, and that was it. 2015, they got smoked by the Blue Jays. Same in 2016, which still boggles my mind, um, especially a rotation with prime Cole Hamels and prime you Darvish got just obliterated by the Blue Jays but you know that's neither here nor there and I, I think that the Rangers are really desperate to get back to that and be a team that goes deep in the playoffs and has one of the best records year in and year out and is not afraid to go and spend big money um, on players again and again and again and also develop hopefully have some young options uh not pardon my my pun some some Josh Young options and Ezekiel Duran options and especially some starting pitching that uh, could could be developed theoretically uh, if the Rangers had some top pitching prospects who remember that they're top pitching prospects and developed well and became really redonkulously good major league pitchers that would be really nice but there's a lot of things that have to go into a team going from worst to first it doesn't happen in one year obviously there was some improvement this year but there was a lot of things that I think maybe a more seasoned veteran manager like Bruce Bochy could bring that Chris Woodward just couldn't, and Tony Beasley in his interim tenure could not. The Rangers are by no means all the way there. There's going to be a huge, huge offseason full of a lot of transactions and starting pitching signing and extending Martin freaking Perez already. Like, you've done this. All right, now next week I'm expecting a Martin Perez extension. Make it four or five years. I don't care. Give him that money. Pay that man. Bring him back. You're only, you're only all-star that is homegrown and developed that you've had um, since forever. It's been a, 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 the hottest of hot minutes. So this is a huge moment for the Rangers. This is a time to celebrate and party. This is not any time to be super skeptical. There's, there's still so many more months until the Rangers play baseball again. So just just ride this high for the next, I don't know, month or so. Or let's say let's say two weeks and then the Rangers extend Martin Perez. Then you can ride that high uh, into the Rangers signing one of those ridiculously good pitchers in the offseason or, or a pair of them like like Rodon or or uh, DeGrom or maybe even a Verlander because success is fun, but stealing success from the people you dislike is even more fun. Bruce Bochy is the Rangers manager. Things are good, and that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rangers. I'll be back next week, probably with just four episodes, unless there's something else crazy that happens. I'll probably have some more thoughts on the Bruce Bochy signing, but this literally just happened 
an hour ago. So I wanted to get an episode for y'all through the weekend. Um, but thank you all so much for listening for your next listen. Go check out Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully. It gives you his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.